your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Friday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and I am actually recording the show a little bit in advance. As of right now, I'm probably on a beach in California, which is where I'm going to be at when you are listening to the show. But I'm lucky enough to be joined by a very special guest today, uh, the guy running the Locked On Hawkeyes social media, um, Iowa student and former Iowa football player, Jake Fisher. Uh, Jake, how you doing today, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, as well as as well as I can be. Uh, excited to get away for a little bit, even though the weather here is seemingly better than what it is for you in Iowa City. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about spring ball, though. Uh, you had the opportunity to go through spring ball last year. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know exactly what goes in the spring ball, right? They just, they see the games, they hear a little bit about summer practice. They don't hear much about spring ball outside of um, the spring game that everyone has an opportunity to see. So I wanted to bring you on to get a chance to, to understand what all goes into that. Before we get to that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And if you didn't get it by my intro, um, this was recorded in advance. So uh, the Wisconsin game, hopefully Iowa won. But we are not going to be recapping that because it is in the future at this point. Uh, I'll be talking about that on Monday's show. So, Jake, uh, you walked on to Iowa. Um, you were not there during the 2020 season, but you were there for spring ball after 2020, correct? Yeah. Awesome. And and how how was that? What was kind of the, the intro to Iowa football uh, for you? What was kind of the intro moment for Iowa football when you joined the, the team in spring? Uh, it's really just kind of being there in general is the intro moment because it's just everything's just bigger and better than it seems and just uh, it's all crazier than you can imagine. But um, at the same time, it's all just like a very tight knit group and uh, it's just really cool to go through um, all their, like you said, playbook installs, spring ball, stuff like that. Everything's just so in depth and it's just uh, it gives you a whole new perspective on the game itself and it's just crazy to crazy to be a part of and it, it was a great time. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. So when you joined, obviously you didn't go through the season of 2020, but were you still a part and around the team? Like how did that work out before you got into spring ball? So um, I was uh, supposed to be on the team in 2020, but uh, I had shoulder surgery in July, 2020. So since COVID and all the um, like numbers rules in the facility, I wasn't allowed to go until the spring or winter season in January. So um, I got there after I got there in January. Everything was completely normal for me, at least. But uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, allowed to go into the facility. I didn't go to any game day or anything like that in 2020, which kind of sucked. But I mean, I understood it. And um, yeah, I mean, I I eventually got to go anyway. So yeah, yeah, it all all ended up working out. Um, What was the mood like for the team? Because after the 2020 season, the team had finished uh, on a six game winning streak, didn't get a bowl game. Um, what was the mood like for the team going into spring practice? Uh, a lot of lot of players first spring practice, not just yours, but a lot of players first spring practice in, in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, Coach Ferentz made a point of that a lot, uh, that that last spring ball was, I think it was like 75% of our team's first spring ball practice. So um, it was definitely a big learning curve, but um, it was uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know how to explain it other than that. I mean, everyone was pretty much new to it. It was new to me. It was new to a lot of people. But um, it was really a, um, a time where we kind of just took a step back and really got into the basics of everything and just uh, dove right into the playbook, dove right into just like the basics of technique and stuff like that. And yeah. Awesome. And how, so how much, um, well, I guess, let's we'll start with this. When did spring ball actually start? Uh, for us, it was like mid-March. Okay. Mid-late March. So you, what were you doing between January and mid-March? Uh, basically, you go in every morning, like 5, 5.30, depending on your lifting group. And you go in, you get um, a bunch of agility drills, linear speed, lateral speed. Then you go in, have your lift, and later in the day, after classes and stuff like that, you have film for a few hours or before lunch. It's just whenever anyone's everyone's schedule works out. Awesome. And so for the for the lifting piece, I think a lot of people have some questions on this. Uh, you were there um, after the Chris Doyle era. What was it like going under Braitworth um, and how did that work out from a lifting perspective? What was the lifting program like for you? Uh, it's I mean, it's obviously very intense, but um, I mean, Coach B is a great coach and all the other assistants there. I mean, everyone just there's so much technique involved that you never realize until you get there. And there's just there's so many uh, small details that they really like to focus on. And once you start focusing on those, it just makes you you instantly feel the results. And um, yeah, I mean, all the strength staff was definitely one thing that I really noticed that was just like second to none. Yeah. It's just, um, like I said, Coach Braithwaite, I mean, he, he obviously did a really great job with um, transitioning from Coach Doyle's program, I mean, into his, which, I mean, they were kind of the same, but, you know. And, but, I mean, it's just a crazy good program, and um, if you buy into it, the development is going to come, for sure. Yeah, so, um, speaking from my very uneducated lifting perspective, I didn't really lift until about four years ago. Uh, I don't know how I even got to this point at that point. But anyways, I started lifting and I was, I didn't even know how to deadlift, right? Like there was just a lot of things I didn't realize. You obviously had been in the weight room before. What is, what is one thing that uh, specifically stuck out to you is holy crap, I've been doing this wrong or holy crap. If I do this one thing, it really changes the impact of that lift. Um, I think tempo was really something that I never focused on in high school as much, um, or at least on my own when I lifted. Uh, just like pause squats or um, controlling on the way down, uh, then exploding on the way up, stuff like that. Um, I really noticed that I had a lot more explosion and obviously it just kills your muscles a lot more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, tempo was something that uh, they installed really quickly when we got there in the winter. And uh, yeah, I, I completely noticed a big difference right away. Yeah. And are they, I know they have sleep monitors. How, how much are they controlling the sleep monitors or monitoring the sleep monitors? And how big of an impact is that on your performance as well? Uh, yeah, so we get like, they're, they're like little sleep bands or like, uh, like a Fitbit type thing. And uh, you're required to um, wear it when you go to bed. And it basically just like tracks when your heart rate goes down. Um, and it's like when you're motionless, pretty much. So, and then when you wake up in the morning, you have to go into an app and sync it and stuff like that. But I mean, they check every single day. And if you get um, like subpar sleep, or you didn't sync your sleep band, they'll, they'll let you know, and they'll text you or they'll talk to you in the weight room. And I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge part. They really like to make sure that you're well rested and that um, your body's able to perform as high as it can. Yeah. Um, were there any off days? I'm assuming like Sunday or something was like an off day where you didn't have to go into the weight room or was there, was it every single day while, while in the middle of that? Um, when I was there, it was Sunday was definitely an off day and Saturday sometimes, but um, okay. I mean, the, the schedule changes throughout the year for sure. But um, yeah. like I know in the season they have Thursdays and Sundays off and it's, it, it changes. But when I was there, it was like Sundays and Saturdays.
Awesome. And who was all in your group for weightlifting? Um, I'm, there we, a changed, lot of people? we changed a few times. My roommate uh, right now, actually, Gavin Cook, was um, one of my original lifting partners. I lifted with Arlen Bruce, Keegan Johnson, just a bunch of those guys that kind of came in at the same time as me, the winter enrollees. So. Nice. Um, actually, let's kind of go Arlen and Keegan. Did you uh, obviously kind of have a pretty big impact as as freshmen which is pretty awesome to see did you think that that was going to happen was that something that you saw that maybe these freshmen are a bit different than uh, other freshmen that were around or do they handle a little bit differently uh yeah i mean right away when they came in you could tell keegan and Ireland just i mean their athleticism was just off the charts keegan's weightlifting numbers were just crazy like first thing when he stepped in uh Arlen was pretty pretty close to the same and um yeah i mean Right away in spring ball too, like they were getting reps right away. Like they weren't afraid to step in and they were catching on really quick. So, I mean, I mean, I think everyone on the team pretty much had a good idea that they'd be uh, rotating really well, but um, uh, I don't want to say that we didn't expect it, but I mean, it was just, it was a huge surprise that they were as big of contributors as they were, even with how good they are. This is Andrew Wade, host of Locked on Hawkeyes. And I have an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE and you'll actually get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE and get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch at all. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use the promo code SCORE, and you'll get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE at GetUpside. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and into the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head over to their website or use your mobile device and sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome or 50 cents, 50%, excuse me, welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to do is type in the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take, to take advantage of all these new amazing offers available. Go to betonline.ag where the game starts. Absolutely, man. Uh, so going into actual spring practice, um, what does your schedule look? Actually, I want to backtrack. You talked about film study. What are you guys studying on film? Was it the games from the previous year? Um, what are you actually looking at when you're doing your film study? Um, so we were, they, at least when I did it, I guess, um, in yeah. spring ball, you pretty much just focus on uh, like the technique and our specific coverage. We don't really look at uh, game film. We use clips from previous games, obviously to um, teach like how you should or how you shouldn't like run a, run a play. But um, yeah, we just kind of use a lot of practice film. We use more practice film, people probably think. Uh, but yeah, and film pretty much is strictly just uh, technique and coverages. Okay. And for you, you played quarterback. Um, you also, did you play safety or linebacker in high school as well? I couldn't remember. Uh, it was kind of a hybrid. It was just all over the place. 
I, I mean, not really, but it was just kind of like a free safety uh, okay. outside linebacker type thing. Makes sense. So um, how much, what was the technique like learning from Phil Parker? Were there things that you didn't even think about uh, that went into kind of how you play the, the defensive back position for Iowa? Yeah, I mean, going into college, I'd never um, played any defensive back, really, um, or at least not from a technique standpoint. Mm -hmm. I uh, I had no idea how to do most of, like, our backpedal stuff, our breaks, anything like that. I mean, I had tackling technique, and that was about it for me. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they throw stuff at you, and if you don't get it, I mean, you just got to hop on, hop on and catch up pretty much. But, um I mean, they're great coaches. I mean, not just Parker, but um, all the assistants. I mean, everyone else. I mean, it's, they're just a great group of coaches. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really thankful to have learned from them. I kind of wish I could have done it a little bit longer, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're a great group of coaches. It's um, it's a really good group to be, be around. That's awesome. Were there any veterans in that? I mean, that was a very veteran-loaded uh, secondary squad. Were there any veterans that kind of took you under their wing or, or helped out or tried to provide any advice and guidance? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I honestly can't think of a single one that didn't, honestly. Um, whenever you had any questions, everyone would be all right, right to you and answering your question and making sure you got it right because um, how the group performs is kind of a reflection on everyone else, which um, I think are like the Doughboys, that group kind of yeah. holds true to them. And um, specifically, I can think of uh, Jack Horner and Kayvon. Um, they were really two guys that kind of helped me whenever I had questions, and I'm assuming they – they uh, do that to everyone else too. They're really good teachers as well. Absolutely, man. And Jack, Jack is obviously declaring for the NFL. Um, super exciting for him. Kayvon is going to be kind of the the veteran guy in that locker room, which is going to be uh, interesting. As Riley is probably going to go. Um, we're probably obviously Matt Hankins is going. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about Xavier Williams. Xavier Williams uh, joined this. The, I think no, that was actually this past year, right? No, it was during the spring. Yeah, he, uh, he enrolled yeah. the same time I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? So Xavier joined from you and I. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to phrase this question. He didn't get a chance to really get on the field a lot uh, after playing a, a lot at you and I. Um, what was it like, kind of getting getting to know him and being around him on the field as well? I mean, he's a great guy. He's um, <clears throat> you can't say anything bad about him. I mean, he's a hard worker and he's um, just a good guy to be around. Um, uh, he, he, I mean, he looked really good to me in spring ball. Uh, he obviously he played at U and I. He he knew a lot of technique. He was um, pretty familiar with the college speed. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. Um, I could definitely see him uh, contributing next year for sure. Love him, man. Um, all right, so let's get into kind of the spring practice setup. What is your schedule like when spring ball starts? Um, it's pretty early mornings. Uh, you wake up. I think we probably get there like five five fifteen. We have special teams meetings. You go, you do, um, we get like a pre-practice uh, film session a little bit. Some, I guess some, it's like a special team type thing. And then uh, you go, we get our pads on. We go out like 7.30, 7.45 for practice, about two, three hours for practice. Then you head back in, get showered, go to class. And then um, I think like 4.30, 4 o'clock, you have film for an hour or two. Then we have dinner. Then we go home for the night and do it the next day. Wow. Um that is a lot. How do you, how do you handle your studies? Especially, I know you're uh, wanting to be a doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how did you handle your studies with that? Um, it's not as hard as, um, it sounds, honestly, it's, um, they, they really do a great job at like, um, structuring your day and making sure you have time to get stuff done. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, you have a lot of free time and you need, you, you have to learn really quick not to waste it. 
and um, but other than that, it's not terribly difficult. It is um, kind of nice for me at least to have that structure. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it is definitely a, a tiring day having to go to bed at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and wake up that early. But um, yeah, I mean, with school itself, it's not um, too bad. Okay. Yeah. Nice to know. And so for the spring game, what is kind of the the lead up to the spring game? Do you guys kind of wind down a little bit to get ready for the spring game? Um, and also, I'm curious, uh, everything you hear about the spring game is obviously usually the defense is, is well advanced compared to the offense because the defense kind of knows what the offense is running. Uh, how much does that hold true in the spring game? Um, I mean, pretty much for the spring game, uh, it's just another practice for us. So we have a practice every Saturday during spring ball. And um, I'm Coach Ferentz always kind of harps on uh, keeping it just the same. I mean, we're, we're in Kinnick, obviously, so it's a little more exciting. But it's um, it's more of a scrimmage than our normal practices were. But, um, yeah, it's uh, the defense definitely has a bit of an advantage on the offense, like you said. Yeah. But um, I feel like that kind of holds true for everyone. And it, it definitely gives the offense a little uh, more to work for, too, because, um, I mean, they got to play with us knowing uh, what their schemes are going to look like, what their stats are going to look like. So, I mean, it's definitely a good thing for them to have to play for that. But, yeah, like I said, it's just a, it's a normal practice pretty much, just a little more scrimmage-like than uh, more more drill-like than we do in, uh, like, the practice fields. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so, on, as a secondary member, you're obviously going up against a couple different quarterbacks. I wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, quarterback is a very uh, interesting topic in the Iowa Hawkeye football nation uh, kind of atmosphere there. Um Deuce is already gone. Uh, he is transferred out. I know you were, uh, you know, you're relatively relatively close with Deuce. But what did you? What are the kind of the differences from Joey uh, to Alex versus Spencer, and more so on the athleticism side? I'm curious because Alex didn't run that fast of a 40 yard dash coming out of high school, but he looks pretty quick um, on the field. Uh, we've heard some interesting things about Joey and uh, how he's probably getting some unfair comparisons uh, due to Kayvon Merriweather's comment of being able to throw a sidearm, no look, all that stuff like Patrick Mahomes, which uh, anytime you put your name with Patrick Mahomes is probably an unfair comparison and setting some unrealistic expectations. But wanted to get your thoughts on on those three guys, uh, Alex Spencer and, and Joey, as far as quarterback play goes and what you saw. I mean, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, starting with Joey, I mean, obviously he's he just has some incredible arm talent. I mean, he can – I mean, Kayvon's not wrong when he says he can, he can use any arm slot he wants to get the ball wherever he wants. Uh, I'm sure as soon as he picks up the playbook and just gets his um, uh, into a rhythm as much as Spencer and Alex, he's going to be right up there with them. But um, Spencer and Alex, I mean, they're both great quarterbacks in their own way. Um, Spencer's a great leader. Alex is very talented. He adds that run, uh, run pass option into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I really don't think, I think people harp on him a little too much because our offense is a very difficult offense for a quarterback. And um, you have to have like the perfect fit for it, like that, like Nate Stanley and all those guys. And um, but I mean, they're you, you really can't go wrong. I mean, they're all they all know the offense. They all love the game. And uh, yeah, they're all just good dudes.
Right, y'all, I need to pause the conversation because I need to remind you that if you did set any New Year's resolutions and those resolutions had anything to do with getting fit or eating healthy, then you need to include Built Bar into your plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And it makes it so easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so freaking good, you're going to want to eat it, unlike those other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring, so why not try yourself Get yourself and try a built bar that is covered in 100% real chocolate. All these built bars, or most of them, I should say, have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. That's phenomenal. You can't get that anywhere else. Plus, they are so phenomenal tasting. You're going to want to eat these on a daily basis, just like I do every single day. So go to built.com, that's B-U-I-L-T.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I guess I didn't realize how much responsibility is placed on the quarterback in that offense to basically be the coach on the field, making all the checks, um, switching out of pass plays and the run plays and all that. I just, I guess I didn't realize uh, how much uh, goes on to the quarterback. And especially after Alex made some comments saying it takes a year to a year and a half to learn the offense. I thought that was uh, pretty telling in regards to um, how complex the offense can be. Uh, I'm curious, did you have to tackle any of the running backs? I tried, but <laughs> um, which one was the hardest to tackle? Um, I've said this for a while. I think LaShawn Williams, and he showed that in the Kentucky game. The guy just um, rolls people over. He's just he just keeps such a good low center of gravity, and I mean he just runs tough and he doesn't care who's in his way. <laughs> and I mean I think he's going to be a super good dude in the future. And I mean, but all of them. I mean, obviously they're all great D1 running backs that they're going to – they're all tough to tackle. But, I mean, LaShawn Williams especially, he just – he lowers his shoulder and there's not a lot you can do if, unless you have the perfect leverage on him. Yeah, because I think coming into the in the, the game against Kentucky, I kind of thought everything I heard was that Gavin was kind of more of the, the power back. LaShawn was more of a speed back. Uh, but, I mean, and Gavin played really well in that game too, but it felt like LaShawn hit that hole. And if there was someone in you – he was just going to run you over. He just lowered his shoulder and said, yep, we're going to go for another three yards. Um, mm-hmm. Judging from a speed perspective, rank these guys one through three. Uh, Tyler, LaShawn, Gavin in terms of, of speed. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to say Tyler first um, just because watching him, like especially in the weight room and like with our uh, agility testing and just physical testing in general, I mean, he was just crazy. His vertical was like 45-something. He was just – he was just stupid athletic, but um, after him, I don't know with Gavin and LaShawn. Um, in spring ball, which was all I did really, um, we it was generally a lot of first team and uh, the second strings just kind of sat back and watched a lot. But um, I mean, they're both crazy fast. I don't, I don't think I can catch up to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and from a wide receiver perspective, is Charlie Jones the fastest guy on the wide receiver group? Um. It'd be him or uh, Keegan, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Except I'm assuming Arlen's probably the one of the the quicker ones from an agility perspective. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. If you if you don't have your right leverage on uh, on Arlen and he makes a break and he's already ten feet past you, it's crazy. I love man. Um, last question about speed because just kind of it's always kind of a fun topic. Was Riley Moss the fastest guy in the secondary room? Oh yeah. <laughs> just it was, just it not was, even a competition. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, 
we we do all sorts of speed drills and i mean every single one he'd just be off the charts with and it was it was impressive and um i hurdled against him in high school and even like i knew he was going to be fast coming into college but i forgot how fast he was it was it was impressive for sure um so how crazy is it playing without a pcl like, yeah you, is, i mean um uh, i just i've never torn a piece i don't know what that means but uh all of a sudden he's like i'm 100 healthy i'm like how did you do this and how are you playing with a brace on and, and doing that um have you ever i mean have you ever dealt with anyone who had an injury like that like is that even a normal thing to be able to play on it seems so weird to me um i mean pcl is a lot more or a lot less common than an acl tear obviously but um, it is just kind of an interior stabilizing ligament in the knee. So with that brace, I mean, he probably was fine, but it definitely was probably hurting him. But uh, yeah, I mean, that is crazy impressive to play through any injury like that, especially like a complete tear. Yeah. Of any sort. Uh, yeah. What, when he, uh, yeah. I mean, when they're like, oh, yeah, he just tore his PCL. I'm like, what the hell is going on? How is he, how is he playing? I have no idea. I've never really heard anyone tearing their, their PCL and not anything else in their knee. So I thought that was really really interesting yeah. um what was your like most interesting or favorite story from swing ball um i mean probably i think i said this on the last time i was on but um i was just i was standing on the sideline one time i was just absolutely freezing it was like 20 degrees in spring ball i hadn't gotten in in 45 minutes and then uh i just watched and jack campbell's coming downhill i think uh i think goodson was running the ball and um he just collides with him and his face mask just completely just breaks off yeah and I think it's I like that. it's like hanging off and his head's gashing and like the trainers are like coming up to him and he's like no 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 and it was it was some crazy it was a crazy sight to see interesting dude uh is does Jack look as big in person as i mean the dude's six foot four like 240 pounds which is like ridiculous for a linebacker how quick is he like how quick is he and how big is he in person um, I mean, when you get in the facility, everyone's huge, so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of diluted a little bit. But um, I mean, yeah, he's definitely one of like the guys that stands out, and I mean, he's just he's huge, and um, I mean, athletically, like you said, in speed wise, he's just off the charts. That's super cool. Uh, so, last thing, if you wanted to let an Iowa fan know one thing about spring ball that maybe they don't know or don't realize, what would it be? Um that probably that everything's not developed nearly as much as I think it is in the spring. I mean, it's a lot of, it takes a lot of time. It's a lot of development. It's a slow process and um, just have patience with um, like clips you see from spring ball or like things reporters are saying or what the depth chart looks like. It's, it's not at all how um, people say it's going to be. It just completely depends. Like when I left in the spring, um like when they came out in the fall it was a completely different look than what i thought it would be so um just kind of trust it and don't don't really worry about it until it comes to fruition you know interesting yeah so you're saying uh they might have a depth chart but i guess going back to that how much are they emphasizing the depth chart or like how do they even is it even a thing there other than like who practices with the ones and twos like how much of that actually plays into how the practices go um the practices really don't – I mean, obviously, like, the starters get out there and the second strings are going to rotate. But um, it's pretty much who they can trust out there and who can really, um, like, put the playbook down. They can get the right reads going. They can get to the right spot where they need to be. It really doesn't matter um, what string you are necessarily, but if you don't understand what you're doing, you're not going to go in no matter what. 
Makes sense. Awesome, man. Um, well, Jake, as always, we appreciate having you on uh, this is stuff. I had no idea pretty much any of this stuff for spring ball. Uh, so consider me spring ball ignorant, but now I feel like I've been educated a little bit. I hope all the fans out there listening have also been educated a little bit more on spring ball. As you kind of said, I think the last piece you said of what goes into spring ball doesn't mean that's what's coming out in the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people sometimes get a little bit too excited about clips they see or one performance or one, you know, the media members are not at every single practice. They don't know everything that's happening, but they come out and say, this guy looked great. And now all of a sudden this is the, 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 the person that everyone's going to be talking about. Right. So exactly. um, always, always good to know that piece. Uh, Jake, where can the folks find you at? Um, I mean, uh, Jake F underscore one on Twitter and um, pretty much any social media link. If you just look hard enough. I love it, man. Well, Jake, we appreciate having you on Hawkeye nation. I uh, definitely make sure to go follow Jake. Uh, he's done like, an incredible job of, doing social media significantly better than I ever did because I am really bad at it. Uh, Jake, appreciate you coming on. Hawkeye Nation, appreciate you all listening in. Uh, we'll be talking about the Wisconsin game on a Monday's episode and more Iowa football and Iowa basketball news on that Monday. Hope you all have a fantastic Friday and even better weekend. And as always, let's go Hawks.